Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. But if you make the leap, then the bridge of incidents, the bridge of events that bring your counterpart along the journey with you start to be built after your decision. They are never built before. So signs always follow. They do not proceed. So a sign that you are ready always follows your decision, not before it. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I am your host, Samantha Riley, and joined by my very good friend, Matthew Paddy, who has been here before. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but today we're here to talk about taking your success to not just the next level, but really take an exponential leap. And we're going to talk about quantum leaping. So welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, Sam, great to be back with you. It's been a little while, but it nothing has crazy, been. Right? It yeah. has been, but I'm super glad to be back. Like I said, you've been on the show before. We're not going to cover your background and kind of what you do. If you haven't been, I was going to say if you haven't been exposed to Matt before, but if you have, <laughs> that might sound a little bit strange. <laughs> if you haven't heard of Matt before, go back and listen to episode 78, where we talked about living a life with zero limits. And also episode 119, where we talked about quantum reverse engineering, two of our highest downloaded episodes out of 400 and something shows. Here we are again for the third time, and we're going to talk about quantum leafing. And I, I am so excited to have this conversation with you because we're, you know, there's this energetic, I'm going to say unease, but not in an awful way. There's this like rustling that the people that are ready to step into their leadership and really go next level. And if you've been feeling this, you kind of know it because there's a lot of, oh gosh, how would you explain it? Like you're seeing it too, right? All of these leaders that are just sort of, it's almost like a Phoenix rising moment where a lot of things are being broken down and people are kind of rebuilding. Is that what you're seeing? Yes. Yeah. You and I spoke about it a little bit previously as well is, you know, it's like there's a knife's edge of sitting in the middle of the unknown, that you could lean into apathy and just think I'll just default to what I've always known and what I've always done. But there's this stronger urge that wants you to, to lean forward and just let go and dive deeper, more deeply than you've done before in precision, mm. in, into who you really are and the chemistry of, of what you're here to really share, ignite, influence and, and impact with others. Mm, totally. So quantum leaping, can you explain to us 
for those that don't know what it is, how can you explain what a quantum leap is? Okay, well, I think for context, let me say of what a quantum leap is not. A quantum leap is not what you are currently doing to get the results you're getting. It's not who you're currently being to get the results you want. It's not a sideways step or following a sequential order up a staircase. It is a an exponential jump into a radical new environment, one that you create, one that you build. So the tagline that I shared with you before, it's a radical departure from the ordinary. Mm. A quantum leap must, by definition, be catastrophic to your past, like you, you just it blows the doors off your past, but also it invites you into a new realm, a new altitude, a new elevation that is created and experienced at speed. So it's not a, a one by one. We're not adding one plus one. We're into the multiples now. Mm. We're now using multiplication. So that's if I reduce it down to that, no more plusing and minusing. It's multiplying and Xing from there. So it's not being the person that you are today and looking at what is the next system I can implement tomorrow. It's not looking at what the next step is. Can you talk more about this radical departure of the ordinary? Because when you say that, you said it a few times to me in the last week, and it gives me goosebumps and I'm so excited when I hear it. And I don't know why, but this just, you've absolutely nailed this. Thank you. Yeah, it excites me too. So when it came out on, on the paper and I could lean into it and feel it, that's what it is. So when we just break it down, it is radical. It feels foreign. It almost feels edgy. It feels challenging, but it also feels challenging to the status quo. And so then we go to departure. It's a departure from what you've always known, the stepping stones, the systems, the tools that you've currently got or you're implementing right now. But most importantly, it's a departure from what you thought you were capable of. And then we go into the ordinary. Well, the ordinary, it's littered. It doesn't matter whether you're looking on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube. There's a countless array of examples of people that are living, that are producing great results through the same substance, the same mechanisms, the same effort, the same grind, the same workhorse mentality. Mm. That's not part of the quantum leap. Mm. So exciting. Mm. So is everyone ready for this? Is this the kind of thing that anyone can take on right now? What can you tell us about who it's for, how to know if you're ready, all that kind of juicy stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, again, I, the quantum leap, even just the phrase. You know, some might say, look, it's bending reality, it's a quantum jump, whatever it may be, exponential leap. Everyone has the capability to make the jump, to make the leap. From a conceptual perspective, if we just drop the word quantum and we make it a sizable, grand, exponential, I think most people want to believe it's possible for them. Hmm. Most importantly, they want to believe they're capable of it. But when we reduce it down 
And we listen to the music between the notes. We listen to where are they at? Have they earned some stripes in life? Have they earned some runs on the board in the gamification of business or entrepreneurship? Are they ready to try something different? Because the quantum leap is primed and ready for the person that looks at three bricks high and calls it a wall because they've had enough. They're just tired of doing the same thing, even though more great, like greater results are beckoning them forward or being urged by mentor peers, environments, colleagues, those sort of things. But for a three brick high to be called a wall, when they can just step over it, when they're ready to just say, okay, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be another way. What am I missing? The quantum leap is primed for the person that wants to dive in between the noise and the distraction and get to the quintessence, I guess, of success. Taking that a little bit further, is it someone that is also okay with feeling that unease? Yeah, well, I guess we could play devil's advocate. Are we ever fully comfortable with feeling uneasy or or maybe a little bit lost in the unknown? No, I've never been comfortable, fully, completely comfortable in the unknown. My scale is a lot higher than other people I know because I keep testing the limits. Mm -hmm. But yes, there is a specific person the way shower, the frontier builder, the wizard, the mage in business, all the people that have broken the rule so many times and bucked the system and status quo, they are typically the ones that are closer to being primed for the leap. Mm. Looked at the world outside of them and said, I can see the muggle world for Harry Potter fans or the world of the mundane and the ordinary, and I challenge that. I choose to challenge that. I choose to not get my PhD in business in 10 years and my success then, I choose to do it in two or three. Mm -hmm. I choose to make big leaps in my personal performance and I seek to, I guess, quench a thirst for knowledge and be able to apply that. Mm. So they're the creators, they're the idea builders, they're the community builders, coaches, entrepreneurs, the, the stretcher of boundaries. They are lone wolves a lot of the time too because Mm -hmm. those of us that build teams and and operate in very small packs of colleagues tend to be of like mind. So we move on things quickly, you know, move quickly on serendipity and there's uh, words speak to you, images speak to you, ideas speak to you most. Mm -hmm. So the, the bigger the idea, the greater the shift within you and that, that the movement of your potential is. Mm. So it's interesting because as you were speaking, there was this like thought that flew through my mind about, you know, a lot of us are the lone wolves, as you said, we're often misunderstood mm-hmm. by other people. But at the same time, it's so important that we're surrounded by the right people because mm. we can't do everything alone. I'd love your take you work with a lot of people that are sort of making these quantum leaps I guess I don't know why I said sort of because you are when they come to you are they feeling alone or you know do they already have their their people around them I kind of want to explore this a little bit because I think that this is one of the biggest stumbling blocks of a lot of people that are going on this journey Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's when I look at 
all the people that work with me privately or in a group environment, they are all embracing and owning at some level, a greater degree than most others, their uniqueness. And through their uniqueness, they're actually saying, I am different. I'm not the oddball, you know? So they see the world differently. Maybe they they have a very close group of friends. Maybe they have um, an appreciation for uh, a certain length of time with a group of people and then know it's time to move on because their mm. job is done, you know what I mean? So, so there is this um, deep burn to connect with like minds, but there's a, a very deep sure, sureness to their individuality. Um, but it doesn't mean that we're not lonely at times. It doesn't mean mm. that we crave mm-hmm. connection because at the deepest part of our being, we we all crave connection. And so the just like what you're doing, you know, where you bring people together of like minds with a, a common view to move in a direction for themselves, that's where the power is. So, you know, you start to get people um think together, act together, commune, share, leap together. Now there's this momentum that is built so quickly, just like off a call this morning that we had with one of our masterminds. Now, um, I'm not going to say his name because you may end up, you guys watching this may end up watching an interview that, uh, or part of that, that, uh, that scene there. But just from one call, shifting his perspective and his language, he was able to go to his founders because he works with CEOs and founders and he ra- he enrolled them through the same quantum mechanics that I share in a new vision for their companies and raised their cap- their, their capital uh, value $30 million within wow. 24 hours. And that, that's at this end of the spectrum, but we're all just talking about numbers. It's all just zeros. A number is just a number. The meaning we give to it is, is what's what's important. Mm-hmm. But then you go to the other end of the spectrum and you suddenly think, well, the, the, the entrepreneur that's maybe been two, three, four years in business that's got earned some stripes and now says, okay, what's the next Facebook ad campaign that I need to run? What's the next you know copywriting thing that I need to do? What's the next hire I need to make? there's still an emptiness that, that comes from that. So you can install it and get the results. But imagine going from a 10K month to a 100K month or a 30K month to a 200K month. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we start to make that leap in the imagination, all of a sudden two parts of us come up in awareness and they're fighting like the, 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 two, the two wolves, the, the shadow one and the light one. You know, that feels really good and I can give meaning and, and why I would want that and how I would dispense and, and use that masterfully, that, that new uh, revenue. The other part says, I have no idea how to make that. What are all the hows? So now they default back into the doing and so they leave the field of the quantum and they contract back into the world of, of matter, back into the world of doing and trying to accelerate their plan and their results by doing more within a finite period of time. Mm-hmm. And typically they lose steam, it lo- the idea loses luster and power at the end, not for everyone, but for most. And they reduce the 200, if they're going from 30 to 200, they reduce the 200 idea down to something that mm-hmm. picks up and utilises their old self. Mm-hmm. So have they radically departed from the ordinary? 
No, they've just lowered the gear to a level that they can appreciate, feel comfortable and operate in because they have not changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mind is just going in a million different directions right now. So how do people make that radical departure of the ordinary instead of just changing gears like you were talking about? Mm. What are the pieces that need to come in? We've talked a little bit about having like-minded people around us, around the belief. What's the, what's the, um, I guess the chemistry of it, you know, like Mm. what's the chemistry makeup of this? Love it. Love it. First thing is you, you must have a desire, a burn that is so big and bright that you can connect with. So if someone just says, I want to be a hundred millionaire, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. nine, 10 figures, whatever it's going to be, 11 figures, but they've got no emotional attachment to that. It's just a Mm -hmm. figure that they've plucked out of something. Then it's, it's just like playing in the sandpit you know what I mean? So mm-hmm, if, there's mm-hmm. a, if there's a, a reason behind it um, and there's this burn for it, I can see how to connect the world. I can see how to solve this global problem. I can see how to solve this community problem. And by solving that community problem, I can then help other communities exactly the same around the planet do that. That might feel them uh, fill them with a sense of awe, inspiration. So inspir- you've got motivation, inspiration, and then awe, as far as I would be concerned. It wants to feel awe. Mm. Wow. Okay. That I can feel the thrill running through my body. My, my cells are exchanging new information. I'm drinking in the idea of this. I don't allow myself to go to the how yet. I just drink in the idea of that. So that's the first point. of So our chemistry, our physiological chemistry now becomes activated based on the scene. And so from that perspective, then it's let's invest time and energy and attention in that end first. And for some, it may be three days. It may be a week, some may be three months and they invest time in the energy. And the reason why you invest time, um, energy and attention in the end is so that you can build out the, the, the strength of what it feels like, looks like, how it articulates, talk to people, you know. And so as you build it out, the answers actually start to form. And the noise from the old self that's trying to buff, buffer against the idea start to, starts to reduce as well. So now you're not looking to um, increase the doing or increase the amount of uh, steps you're now looking at reducing it like this special source. What are the things that create the synaptic junctions, create create the the connections particle to particle the most? It's who do I know in my network? You know, what are they doing? Let me get some feedback. What have I done before that I can borrow some process, tool, resource from? doesn't have to be inserted yet. And then leaving room as part of the, the, the quantum leap is a large part of it is going to be unknown, which is, which is the, uh, the excitement in the leap. Mm. So how do you depart from the past? By investing time, energy and attention here 
and unpacking it. How does it look? How does it feel? How does it operate? Um, and so that you could actually say as if you were speaking to some to investors, which essentially are your clients. You can speak to investors and you can speak with such clarity and detail and articulation and confidence and awe that they immediately say, shut up and take my money. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. And so so then the departure from the old is now I've, I've stacked, uh, there's a lot of energy being built here. And it would be natural for me to say, hmm, the ordinary world would snap me back. And I think, okay, now I've got to start from this point. No, the next step is who do I need to become to make this vision a reality? Mm. Yeah. There was something that came up while you were while you were going through that. And for me, what I was hearing, and I could be wrong, so I'd love you to expand on this, that that snapback happens when we ask ourselves how, because all mm. of a sudden we're in this new reality where we don't actually know how. And it's about being resourceful and asking more resourceful questions like, you know, who do I need to ask or, you know, what can I tap into? All of the different kind of questions than how, you know, is that what you're essentially saying? Yes. Yeah. And so our current identity typically is connected to the how. So if you want to snap yourself out of this quantum leap and this future, go into the how straight away. Well, I, I need to raise this much money and do this and do that and do this and blah, 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 blah. Stop that. Just don't do it. It's a broken methodology in the quantum leap. It actually comes not second, it comes third or fourth in the process. Hmm. You know? So as we get snapped back from the how, by engaging the how, our operating system, our thoughts and beliefs and our hardwiring and our behavior and our identity, the concept we have of ourself is reaffirmed oh god it's going to be so hard you know that's going to take a long time that's going to take a lot of work that requires a lot of effort and so then then there's this uh, this stronghold that starts to build again around our current perception of self and what we believe it to be possible for us you've talked about time quite a bit well you haven't talked about it you've mentioned it quite a bit And I feel that when we go to this new place, that time, and I've heard you say it before, time doesn't exist. And I know it's something that I've been talking about with my hubby Leon a lot this year, that it feels like time has got this whole new reality of Mm. what it is, that time is kind of expanding and contracting and doing all these weird things. Can you talk a little bit about time in relation to the quantum leap? Because I love the way you talk about this. <laughs> Good. I'd love to talk about it. I love time. I <laughs> asked, asked myself, where did I come from before this to have such a whatever about time, an interest or a, a, an appreciation of time? So it makes me curious too. One of the statements that I've used has been time is irrelevant. And people have taken me out of context with that. And typically those that have taken me out of context or misunderstood have typically been materialists. Those people that live in the third dimension of objects and things, people, place, events and circumstances and are bound by the limits of perception within the five senses. So they say, okay, I can see it, I can feel it, taste it and touch it. Therefore it's real. 
Therefore, time is unbound by time. So I've, I've got to do these things in sequential order and pass through time to get to results. But in the quantum world, you're folding the page, essentially, like in, in one of my podcasts as well, you know, in, in the movie Interstellar, which is one of my favourite movies, you know, and you've got Romley and, and anyway, you've got the two characters there, they're talking and say, how do we get through that wormhole or whatever? And says, well, we're passing through this space-time concept, reality, into another universe, dot point A on one side of the page, point B on the other side of the page, fold the pages together, and that's the fastest path between them. That there is the representation of the quantum leap. Mm. Now we're saying time is irrelevant to the manifestation of the results of the leap, but also by me investing time, energy, and attention in the end, of what it looks like and feels like as a concept, as an idea, as a creation. Now time is irrelevant because you are feeling it right now. And so one of the laws from one of the quantum incubator running right now, one of the laws that I'm I'm sharing with people is that default, when you think, when you become impatient, when you want to push harder and stretch and grind, impatience is an undermining of your confidence. Impatience essentially says, I'm bound by time. Mm. I'm impatient. Why isn't the results here? Why aren't I leaping? Why is it so difficult? Because you're bound inside a time concept. And so if you can, to make the leap, you make the leap in the imagination. You make the leap in, and the capability is built around you inside the imaginal act. And as you explore that more. So time equals now. The more nows you can string together you dilate time. Mm. And so as you're dilating time, and that's where you were talking about it as well with Leon, that time feels very liquid when you're in flow. Mm -hmm. From one day to the next, one week to the next, it's like when I think about time, it doesn't feel the same at any particular point. It's like it's changing all the time. Excuse the pun, but (laughs) it's changing. It's it's because it's liquid. So if time is now, and the movement from the third dimension, which is the, the world of objects and things, into the quantum world, which some may know as the fifth dimension, mm-hmm. then the leap into the fifth dimension is about a timeless experience. Like if I can think it and encourage it and activate and expand it, it exists right now. So I don't need to wait for it to arrive because all potentials exist simultaneously in the quantum field right now. And so time is also your friend. It's your ally because, you know, we might say, well, you know, a child requires nine months of gestation. A chicken requires 21 days. You know, an elephant calf requires longer. So we can engineer ourselves and into quantum entrepreneurs or quantum thinkers and operators by embracing time as a different concept to be utilized as an ally. Mm. Meaning now, what can I do now? You know, How often do you see this being a problem where let's talk about two people that are in a relationship where there's someone that is ready to do this quantum leap or maybe even, you know, has started to explore this mm-hmm. and they've got someone else in the relationship that is not. And I want to talk about this because I think that there's so many entrepreneurs that don't 
that aren't as lucky as what I am and have the full support of my partner that still want to move forward and, and you know, how that plays out? Yeah, it's a big question. It really is. First, let's start by saying that the partner you're with represents the duality that you entertain consciously or unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? They are representing the counterpoint experience perception concept of you so they are in your vibration in your awareness in your life because there is some part of you that thinks acts and behaves the same way as they are towards you Mm -hmm. so by you by virtue of you changing and departing from the ordinary part of that that psychology and that fear is I'm going to leave people behind. There's going mm-hmm. to be a trail of destruction or upset or contraction. Something's going to break. Yeah, something's going to break. It doesn't have to be your relationship. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, look at and acknowledge that your counterpoint in your partner is there as like the Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder that says, are you sure you're doing the right thing? Come on, mm-hmm. you can do it or whatever it's going to be. Now, If you default to the lesser, staying in the ordinary because don't have the money, not right timing, you know, I've got quadruplets on the way and it's whatever it's going to be, you know, then you're not ready. You're actually not ready. Mm -hmm. But if you make the leap, then the bridge of incidents, the bridge of events that bring your counterpart along the journey with you start to be built after your decision. They are never built before. So signs always follow. They do not proceed. So a sign that you are ready always follows your decision, not before it. Oh, my goodness. Right there. Value bomb. Because I think that a lot of people think, and and I'll put my hand up and say sometimes, you know, in the past I have had that thought or it can sneak in that you have to, you know, have a certain thing first rather than uh, what you're talking about there, being that person first. Yeah, I mean, you, you would have countless examples of leaping and then the resources, the people, the connections, whatever shows up after it. Mm-hmm. But, but we just forget it. So mm-hmm. while, we're on the other, while we're in the leap, we actually and are experiencing the, the byproducts, the effects of our decision, we actually forget that we created it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it was just, it came by another another means. No, you created that. You just forgot that you were the, the operating power for mm. all the, the science synchronicities and serendipities to find you. So how do you personally create that bank of evidence that it is working so that you can stay there? Okay, great question. So at the beginning, so decide evidence never proceeds. It always follows. The evidence before you leap in making a decision, I had this call with a client first thing this morning and he rattled off all the things, all the things. Now, this person and that, and this is just connected and that person's coming. And I said, what else do you need in order to make a decision? They sat with it for an uncomfortably long time or longer than I I could see that he was ready. And so, you know, a couple more squeezy questions. And then he said, right, I'm ready. I'm going to make the decision. I said, are you making the decision or have you made the decision? Because Mm -hmm. you made the decision, you're already in the quantum field. 
because made is referring to the decision being past tense. Mm-hmm. So now when we're in the leap, and I can't even remember your question, to be honest, like what? The ba- how do you build that bank of you, evidence? How do you build it? You stay as the observer and you ask through curiosity and you observe and you think, wow, isn't that curious? I've just been talking about that and that's happened. Like now this conversation has led me to this conversation or this email to this link or whatever it is. Be curious and but curious enough not to discount any information Mm. because we will have a conscious bias. We'll have a conscious bias. I'm in the leap. I've already made the leap or I'm not yet making the leap. We have a conscious bias. We look for evidence to support where our true, where we are. And so some people are mid-leap and they're saying, uh, quietly, I'm looking for evidence that this is not the right thing or that I've made the wrong decision. You're going to find it. You absolutely are going to find it. But if you stay in the leap, the bridge of events, the series and significance of those events will only be able to be observed looking backwards through the keyhole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what I like to do is I like to have a little notebook Maybe, you know, something like, if you can see that, yeah, something this mm-hmm. size or, you know, like that. But I just write all the little signs and synchronicities and serendipities that occur. Mm. Like, oh, noted that, noted that, saw that. Now, who gives it meaning? I do. They're just things. To someone else that's not in the leap with me, they would never have seen it. Mm-hmm. But write them down. And then mm-hmm. it's a conscious bias towards saying, I am now stringing new wave potentials together in the field and when they gather enough strength they will collapse as a wave from a wave into a particle which means they drop into the material world as a result or as mm-hmm. a mm. I also write things down and I was interested to hear you know the way that you did it because I also like to not just write them down as they come up but have a real gratitude practice at the end of yes. the day because when you give gratitude to those things, it's amazing totally. how exponentially they can grow. Yes, totally agree with gratitude. Gratitude is confirmation of the event having already taken place. Mm-hmm. So if you're already in the leap and you're experiencing it and your, your body's salivating at a cellular level, then and you're grateful for that, then of course, more is going to come, more evidence is going to come to support you. And that is where time bends and dilates because it's now like, well, you're actually broadcasting a signature and providing the field with evidence. It then feeds back, mirrors back to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Gratitude. Good. Love that. Yeah. So if we really want to or if people really want to make that quantum leap into something big and whatever that big is for them and you know i'm a big believer you know in human design and we talk a lot about that on this show we're all unique we're all here for different reasons we're all motivated by different things and it's not up to anyone to say what motivates us and what doesn't some people are motivated by money Some people are motivated by having time with their family. None of it's right or wrong. But, you know, whatever that big thing is, how can people really embrace that without having that, I guess, that 3D fear coming in saying, oh, but that's too big. Who Mm. am I to do that? 
maybe I'm not good enough to do that? Yeah, great question. First thing is go and seek out people that have created leaps. They could be, you know, in families. They could be from the street and now running a ridiculously sized empire. They could be, you know, having healed from something. They, you know, but if it's in your lane, go and research them, go and find them. What did they do? What was the belief structure around that for them? Most importantly, what was the point where the decision became so critical and the shakeout so extreme in their life that they had no choice but to leave? Some people, they, they're on their deathbed. Some people, are, are everything's about to crumble or they've got one minute to midnight type of thing. You know? mm-hmm. So go and seek out those people and get inspiration from that. The other thing that is really important is, even if it's with friends or colleagues, form maybe your own circle, your own little quantum leap brains trust where you can hold each other accountable, you can spitball ideas so that there is a trusted, nurtured space for leaps to grow. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got that in your spouse or your partner or a close friend, that's great. But if you don't feel like you do, then remember they're your counterpoint. So. Mm-hmm go and uh, explore that. And of course, then if you feel you're ready for a curated environment, a nurtured environment where it's specifically designed for leaps, speak to me. Totally. So on that note, how do people stay connected with you, Matt? Well, you can find me on all the socials. You can go to matthewpaddy.com forward slash book a call. If you uh, feel that you've listened to this and you think I am ready, to explore my leap. I'm not going to validate it for you. I'm just going to help you unpack it and crystallize it in preparation for which direction you want to go in. Mm. So matthewpaddy.com forward slash book a call. You can find me on the socials. There's a podcast that was at the High Performance Consciousness Podcast. Go back and listen to all of that. Mm-hmm. There's all the primers. There's all the foundation there for a leap. Mm. I love it. I always love our conversations, but for someone that's listening specifically to this topic about quantum leaping, about really leaning in to who they're here to be, I believe that anyone that's in my world is here to make a really big impact. They understand that they are. And, you know, we have human moments, every single one of us. We have human moments where we think, "Mm, oh, maybe this isn't for me right now. What is something that you want to leave those people with? Great question. Understand from quantum physics, quantum mechanics, that whatever you can imagine, whatever you can ideate on and expand upon exists right now in the field of potential. Your role is to reach out and pull it to you. Your role is to do that. So every single idea you have is a potential waiting to be realized, waiting to be manifested or or nurtured and brought into into the world. Your role is to reach out, grab it, and pull it into this dimension. And by pulling it into this dimension, you ground it. And by grounding it, you nurture it, you water it like a seed in the garden. And when you do that, it will flower and it will bear fruit and they're the results that you want. Love it. Thanks so much for joining me today, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And you, Sam. So excited. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.